0: So 63. Woo! Woo! I lost my voice. Not quite wooing like it it used to woo. we'll make it look. But we'll we'll woo back. No Wu-Tang reference there. (laughs) Um, Allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up the Wrist Check Podcast this evening. uh, You have the the viewing and listening pleasure of just hanging out with us. Um, Three of us are back together again. It feels nice. Um, and the watch world hasn't stopped There's some moving and shaking Some things that have happened uh, That we'll get into tonight Some releases uh, Some reviews of watch videos mm-hmm. Some interesting takes uh, So we'll get into all that tonight But first uh, As is tradition We have to have our, our nightly uh, wrist check Yes um, I haven't kicked it off in a while So I'm going to kick it off Because I'm wearing something I haven't worn in a, in a, in a long time
1: can I guess before you say what it is?
0: You can guess. Take a guess. Omega? Yes.
1: I'm not going to say which one. I'm going to leave that to you.
0: Okay. Uh, I am wearing my vintage Omega Seamaster. Um, I haven't worn this in, in some time. It's, it's been a, a couple of months. Mm. And uh, I was out yesterday with uh, my wife and my daughter uh, hanging out at the smorgasbord. Smorgasbord, Brooklyn? Uh, no, Jersey. Mm. Mm. And uh, enjoying the the beautiful weather, uh, with some tacos and uh, the works, and, and we had a good time. And I don't know, it just seemed appropriate. I was like, right, I've worn this a while, let me toss this on. And as usually is the case, if I haven't worn a watch in a little bit, um, I'll then wear it for like the next few days. Yeah. So it's right there, just reach for it. I was like, oh, why not? You haven't worn yeah. your Speedy in a while. I, well, I wore that when I was on in vaca- vacation uh, for my wife's birthday when uh, i wore that overseas yeah on the strap but it's been been a few
1: weeks yeah it's been a while speed. since it's been on the show at least sorry it's been a while since it's been on the show the speedy yeah, yeah that's
0: true the speedy hasn't been on the show in a little bit it hasn't uh rashawn what do you got on the wrist tonight tried and true fifty-seven twenty-six paddock. Woo! on
2: the shark skin strap let's go <clears throat> this piece is very special to me has a lot of sentiment um i have to give a shout out to m- my my buddy that helped me uh, acquire this watch and, and helped me uh, with the opportunity to to That's wear really this and buddy. own it and really really good friend Fact. of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, very special to me. We uh, we celebrated this piece by suggesting the shark skin strap, keeping it aquatic. I've always always shared, you know, a dive watch on the leather strap. Of course, can be um, a bit contradicting. Sure, but. You know, keeping it I mean, it's, traditional. It's, it's shark skin. They're from the water, anyway. That's, that's kind of like why I kind of okay. chose that. It was the like same thing with alligators, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, shark skin, something different, not something that you see all the
0: time. So, why not? Yeah. You know, I think for for most people that I know that are like protect Nautilus fans, and that's like ninety percent of the industry, I guess. The reference fifty-seven twenty-six is not one that they talk about often, uh, but it's actually a really really good reference probably one of my favorites in terms of modern nautilus and i like the way that you wear it with the strap it just kind of brings it down a little bit yeah makes it feel a little bit more sportswear yeah than i think how a lot of people view it today um and it's funny it always amazes me that people still you know just people in the street they don't they, they have no idea what they're looking at just, no clue what they're looking yeah, at i like that much
1: better on the strap than the bracelet you know what and the dial color is different on the, the strap than it, the bracelet exactly. this reference Yes, I
0: prefer this one on the strap. I think I like the
1: 5712R on the strap than the bracelet. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. I John John Special? No, he has the 5980. No, he has the so, so, so yes, yes,
1: yes. That watch is a little weird because I like a watch on the strap. I think we all know I almost prefer that. Sure. But the 5980, the one thing that throws me off is that I like the red in the in the subdial. Yeah. I hate the silver against the brown.
2: I feel you. Okay.
1: So that on the bracelet, sure. But all the other ones, I think the strap's a little nicer. Yeah. The dial's nice on the 5712 on the strap and the bracelet. It's it a is. darker brown. It is, yeah. So I think that's better.
0: All right. Um, you got a, a tried and true watch uh-huh. on. Yeah, tried and true now. Haven't taken it off <laughs> in a month. Uh,
1: also, what's a, a sentimental piece? It's a, it's a Rolex with my name engraved in it. So it'll, it'll be here forever. Uh, I'm wearing my John Player Special Oyster Flex Daytona. Respect. Yeah. Yellow gold, black dial, right chrono hand, red minute track. It doesn't get better.
0: I love that your initials are BG. It just makes me think of Cash Money every time I look at it. <laughs> There you go, <laughs> Cash Money. There you go, <laughs> Cash Money. Clip. Also but, fitting. Yes, very, very much fitting. <laughs> massive respect. So, fellas, we got a, a, a couple of releases that recently took place. Uh, a crowd pleaser uh, amongst the track pod. Grand Seiko crowd-pleasing well in terms <laughs> of the brands of crowd-pleasing these watches I, mean. I don't know i don't know yes, so we'll yes, get into yes a little watches. shaky yes um but they released some new timepieces no surprise they release like 10 watches every week uh-huh um but the new they're called the katanas mm-hmm. yes um you you guys are gonna have to educate me a little bit more about this i'm not super familiar with them i, I checked it out i think the dial is cool but what's going on with these yeah I think, in general, people are just a little burnt out
1: on Grand Seiko. Like, I think it's been that way for a while. And, you know, Grand Seiko is a brand that we personally love. We haven't spoken about them in a while because we, too, are burnt out on the release of five Grand Seikos a month. Yes. And like, I got hype on this one. Really? Yeah, somebody sent me the little teaser that Grand Seiko posted. I was like, oh, damn, like Katana inspired Mm. watches. I got to be crazy, right? Yeah. The teaser had like the sound of like the hammer hitting the iron. I was like, oh, this is speaking to me. (laughs) Yes. Two days later. The you same the watch. person sends me the watches, and I'm like, these are fucking trash. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah. I was just disappointed, man. Like, it's the same thing, different dial color. Like, yeah. Same old 44GS case when, yeah. like, yeah. lately they've been moving away from it. I don't understand why you would revert back, especially when the katana is such, like, a sleek, like, literally centuries-old design that hasn't changed mm. because it's perfect. Yeah. You updated your forty four G S case to smaller, slimmer, thinner to make it perfect, but yeah. then don't yeah. utilize it for the katana. It
0: it doesn't look like a katana. Yeah. It doesn't feel like one at all. Yeah. No.
2: That's what you've mentioned too, is the fact that they reverted back to the older case yeah. when they introduced the the slimmer and you know, to that point mm-hmm. of it being a katana, you know, you would you would want it to to kind of like catch on to that synonymous like yeah reference
1: i just don't feel that aesthetically the watch fits the theme that they yeah. were going for
2: because then it was also because we sp- spoke about it as well as like just the confusion of of course like grand Seiko always appreciates nature and like all those things are there mm-hmm. it's very prevalent so they tried to do like the elements of like earth it was like earth fire and i believe water
1: yeah so they did the two katanas one mm-hmm. so it's three different dials there's a red a black like a grainy black and like this grainy green ish yeah. yeah uh I'm not entirely sure what the green was supposed to represent but the black represented the actual iron that yes. like forges in the steel that y- forges the katana yes okay. and then the red one which in my opinion is the nicest looking one is supposed to be the inside of the forge yes when the blade is actually being heated yes and that looks cool but then there's also issues with that that we'll get into later um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which which is uh, yeah, <laughs> <it's-
0: laughs> so upon like first or just initial reaction because I actually, I didn't get to see the video before I saw the watch. And then I saw the video mm-hmm. afterwards and I was like, it did feel like kind of disjointed. Yes. Um, and I was talking to someone today, we were talking about Grand Seiko. And um, we were talking about sort of like that fatigue that people are describing with, yeah. with a lot of these releases. And it made for an interesting conversation because it was like, well, is it because they solely release just so many watches mm. or is it because everything kind of feels the same yes i
1: think it's a mixture of both
0: well yeah and it feels like grand seiko is is in a space right now where there's no like hero piece mm-hmm. and so because they have so many pieces that are so similar there's nothing that stands out that makes you go wow that's you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i mean they now we credit what credit was due, they've done some pretty amazing things recently. Like, you know, we still talk about the Kodo. Yeah. That was incredibly. The Kodo's a banger. That was a banger. That yes. was like, I mean, one of the best watches uh, released that year.
2: Yeah, Grand Prix winner.
0: A yeah, Grand Prix, GPHG winner, for sure. Um, and it really, I think it, it, it showed what they, what they can do, what they can aspire to in terms of like moving forward with design language. And so to your point, to say, like, to have a name like the Katana, and then to release this model, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's deflating. It's yeah. just like, man. Yeah. I was, I, you know, when I heard the name, I was like, oh, it's definitely on a strap. Yes. No. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would think, You would think, right? you would think like, yeah. i like, there's leather involved. Yeah, I'm yes. like,
1: there's so many things you can tie in, right? A strap to represent the sheath, the sleek, yeah. like, case to represent the blade, dials, like, it could have went... It it could have slapped so hard. Yeah, and it's just 100%. a letdown. And, and the thing with, you can mention the red dial. And that's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, what's with the red dial? so we were all talking about the red dial, and it was like, oh, like the red dial is cool. And shout out to the bungalow because we've been talking about this probably Bungalow's for the last been two going days. Ham. Shout out to the so bungalow. So I was like, yo, like someone in the bungalow sent a photo of the red one, and I was yeah. like, yeah, that's nice. And there was a photo that Ricardo had took, amazing photo. Shout out to Ricardo. Yeah, shout to and it room. was on Ricardo's wrist. Okay. So I sent the photo of a red dial GS that came out five years ago. And mm. I said, what's the difference? And everybody was just like, "Wow, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So come to find out, when Time and Tide posted this, okay. someone commented and said, that red dial has been used in six different watches. Wow. Mm. So Time and Tide's Instagram post says that the 500 piece of edition with the red dial, its pattern was used only once before mm. in a Thailand exclusive watch for the Grand Seiko Boutique. Wow. Someone commented and said, that dial pattern has been used in six different watches. Wow. And then he goes on to name the six different watches. With the same color? Yes.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Yes. So much for limited edition. Right. <laughs> it's like, so how different can they be? They're yeah. yeah. the That's what I'm saying. Wow. And the watch that I posted in the bungalow, same case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Different movement, same case. Sure. Wow. So
0: what, what's the point? It's like just a crazy, like a collage going on right now yeah it's just like
1: i don't know i feel like they've kind of like they're getting a little stagnant in
2: design so what do you think what do you think the next step for grand seiko is like how 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 do they pull out of this funk they just need to pivot and like
1: start focusing on other watches in general like a lot of the stuff they've been coming out with lately has kind of been like we've been saying the same yeah Yeah. just make something different like
0: focus on a whole different watch in general but I would even say, you know, as far as I don't know how much it would impact their business model. I'm sure it is what it is and and it it, it might, but they might need to scale back for a little bit mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of production.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the hero piece earlier and I think they had that when they dropped the snowflake. Yeah, sure. And that yeah, was yeah. that was the hero piece for, for a while. while. The original snowflake moon. Yeah, and then Shunbun, sure. Sure. But, like, people got into Grand Seiko because they were like, oh, Snowflake, what's that? And then they discovered maybe the Shunbun, which mm-hmm. is probably, like, the next popular watch. And then SBGM 221, which is that GMT that, like, blew up everywhere. Yeah. So yes. I think if they sort of redesign, like, the Everyman's Grand Seiko and come out with that new hero piece, yeah, at least you lure people into the brand and have them look at... The wider offering.
0: They need to, and I think you know. To your point, you're right. Like when you think about, when I think about my introduction to Grand Seiko, I always think textured dials. Mm -hmm. I think what they were doing with dials was like so, you know, far ahead of what everyone else is doing. But people have caught up, and like what they're doing with dials is now being done by. It's being being done. It's almost commonplace. Like a lot of other brands are experimenting with dials and different textures and colors. Um, It's almost like they need to go back and just redesign the hardware. Yeah, the case, the bracelet has been an issue for us for a long Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. You know, they need to create something external now uh, because we know what they have internally. Right. They make amazing movements. You've already proven you can do like these beautiful dials. Yeah. But what are you giving me in terms of like case design that's like readily identifiable? Like, oh, my God, that's a new Grand Seiko. Yeah. That you can see from like across the room. Yeah. You know? when you think about like iconic case designs you think about like something that you recognize like across the street like oh that's a Nautilus yes. right that's a Royal Oak uh you know that's a, a an oyster case that's a Daytona that's a Moser <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying i think Moser yeah. is is a brand that's done that exceptionally well right now across a range where they have many different lines yep. of watches but you can see a Moser from far away and you see the case design, you know which line that is mm-hmm. in the brand. Yeah. And that's such a powerful thing to do. You could tell a Moser by dial color, too. Facts. Because they yeah. all have that fume. Yeah. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. All right. Well, Grant Seiko, if you're listening. We're only um, saying it because we love you, Grant Seiko. We're saying it because we love you and you know, consulting. We've got the jacket right here. Uh huh. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Agreed. Um, so, next up on the list. Um, you know, I used to be a Maroon 5 fan. Used to be, yeah, <laughs> you know, it says that Sunday morning song, something about it, yes, That's real good, yeah. Um, Adam Levine recently did Talking Watches, yes, uh, with the legendary one and only Ben Climber, uh, for Hodinky. and say, say stirred up some controversy, yeah, for sure. On many different fronts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. yes you are yes, only yes. gonna talk about one today, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Rich, Richon's new favorite watch.
0: Yes. Your new favorite. Listen. Yeah. I'm right there with you.
2: Yeah. I um I really enjoyed this piece and I wanted to talk about it because, you know, arguably I said it was the best artisan of Geneva mm-hmm. Daytona that they had done. Um, the reason being was because it kind of channeled, you know, the. The traditions of the daytona was like the classic, the precious metal, the white dial. Um, You know, I did like the the um, the the dial option, like choice, the loom, loom and like the whole the whole deal that they that they did there. But there was a bit of contemporariness where it had it had some newness in it, um, but still held on to its its tradition. Um, I like the sub dials with like the skeletonized sub dials, the green like that lime green um, kind of detailing, which is, like, really, really cool. And it's one of those pieces from Artisan Genève that's a little bit dialed back because we know that their pieces that they do make are very, very obscure and, like, thinking very forward Mm. um, with, you know, the skeletonization, the exhibition case backs, and their choice of, like, material. They kind of kept it all the same. It's like, it's got the panda finish. It's got, you know, that classic, like, white matted dial. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's yellow gold.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, if you on a blind date, you would think, you know, you're with just, like, plain Jane. Sure. You know? And then you look, and you're like, oh, she's kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> the no, no Vodka makes... goggles yeah. pop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I, I gotta agree with you, I actually really love this watch. Um, main reason why I love it, it it I was a wrestling fan growing up. Oh yeah, I know where, you, I know where you're going. It reminds me of just D Generation X. Yes. I I love the colorways. They even have the X on the back. I'm like yeah, curious where yet? that came yeah. from. Like I'm just thinking of X Pac, Road Dog, Triple H. Yes. And it, it feels like something that was like D Generation X Cause it, it's um it feels like Luxury, but it also feels kind of like grungy. Yes. And D-Generation X was always kind of like rock and roll and kind of hip hop to me. Yeah. And that's what I loved about them, that yeah. they were able to incorporate that into wrestling. And so the watch, um, I don't know, it's like, it's like all of these elements that's not supposed to work, but I think that actually worked really well. Yeah. And I love the fact that like the dial and the bezel loom the way that it does in the same green. I just, think, I just think it's fire. I like it a lot. Actually, I think it was the best watch he had on top of watches. <laughs> I think, I mean,
1: knowing what we know now, I think a lot of people will like, agree with you. Sure. <laughs> um, the watch is okay. I mean, I could pick it apart. There's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. What don't you like about I it? I wish the dial was inverse. He has skeletonized sub-dials. Okay. I wish the dial was skeletonized, right? So oh, you see through it, and, and then the sub-dials were green. white with loom, Sure. that would bang. That would be cool. That's, that's how I would do it. Yeah. Um, and I've said this about the other artisans: Of Geneve Daytonas, like off camera. I hate that they shave the crown guards. Yeah. Yeah. And they have screw down crowns. Yeah. I just don't think it looks nice. Yeah. Like pump pushers with no crown guards, fine. Yeah. The screw down crowns look weird without crown guards.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm kind
1: of
2: I'm kind of into it. There was there was one that you had shared. Oh yeah, that's the, in the that that you yeah. share that you shared with us off camera. Which kind of made me think, I was like, oh, like, definitively, I was like, this is the best one I've seen. Yeah. And then I seen the one that you shared. Yeah, that's the best one. The, like, that sapphire gem yeah. set. The one was that? It's
1: this crazy Daytona that has skeletonized dial, a uh, blue sapphire bezel. Yes. Oh, I know the one. With a clear, it's like a blue, like an yeah. ice blue see-through strap, and it comes with like an ice see-through that's strap. That's a good one. That's yes. the banger. That's the best Daytona they've made. Yeah.
2: That's
0: a good that one. one. That is a really good one. I wear that all day. Sure. <laughs> all day. That's a good one. I, I I this this is this is this is one I would I would rock this. I think yeah, this is yeah. cool. It's one that could be worn every day. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks for the outside most outside of it just
1: like, looks
2: like a yellow gold white down they exactly yeah. outside of like what we know that they do, which
0: is like obscure and Some, just I mean, you, nutty. Could wear,
1: you could wear the sub that they did every day, yeah. the
0: Adventurine moonface sub. But I think about like for what this is too, and I to think about like a guy like Adam Levine, who is out performing a lot, and it's kind of like it kind of seems like he's trying to, he tried to, it, he set out to make like a badass watch, quote unquote, yeah. yes. with artisans that you need. I just look at this watch and I think about like, yeah, this is the watch you wear to the club, because you're still gonna shine when it's dark. Yes. It's gonna light up green. was <laughs> like, what the hell is that on your wrist? You got glow sticks like on your wrist. <laughs> so I don't know, I thought it was popping, I thought it was hot. I, I, really, I really liked it. There was, um, if we can get a little bit into the controversy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Periscope, yeah, that's the Instagram handle, right? Yeah, he's a beast. Periscope is a beast. Um, safe to say, he tuned into the Talking Watches episode, uh-huh. mm. uh, and, and picked it apart. Yep, called out a lot of discrepancies. Called out a lot of discrepancies. Um, basically said that there was a number of pieces, uh, in his collection that had very questionable parts, questioning mm. whether or not they were original yes uh or even authentic um a do you think adam levine even cares no probably yeah. not b do you think he knew
2: probably not yeah <laughs> but that's also why i think he doesn't care yeah <laughs> he's like, oh, i yeah. got the watch <laughs> yeah I'm, it, but that that's the thing too is like you know for these guys and You know, to we'll get on to like the next the next person that we want to share. We talk about the amount of things on these guys' plates. They don't have the time to go ahead and dissect it. Of course, you know, if you do go on a whole dinky talking watches episode, you know, you do want to know what you're talking about, or you do want to bring some credible pieces. But I don't think someone like Adam Levine is dissecting these watches and saying, like, okay, you know what, this is all original, this is this, this is that, he's probably buying for maybe A, the flex, and B, the feel. I think he's
0: just like, I like it, let me get it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just also think that guys like him, who, like you said, are buying it for the reason why they're buying it, that aren't, like, watch nerds, about this, like, specific subsection of watch collecting, which is vintage, because you know how much of a rabbit hole that is. Yes. Like, you... You believe that you find someone who is trusted with the product, so you purchase and you don't think twice about it. Yeah. And that's also okay. But the the flip side of it is that guys like Periscope and like people who are calling out like these very niche, nuanced things, mm-hmm. I think there's also an opportunity for dealers who are getting these watches before they make that move to maybe check with someone who knows better. Yeah, yes. And I think they're letting whatever it is getting in the way of that happening mm. have situations like... Adam Levine situation happened or like you know like we spoke about like John Mayer and like Bob's watches mishap from a couple years ago that lawsuit like stuff like that happens because they just aren't checking because they think they are the end all they are the end all Yeah, with watches like I know everything and it's like you don't not in this space and the rule about vintage especially Rolex is that there are rules until something comes along and breaks it
0: and you realize too going through like Rolex's catalog of, 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 of pieces that they've made over the years, there's a lot of weird stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff that they made that, like, it's and you know we know experts who you know they they'll discover new things and it's like it's the first time that they ever saw mm-hmm. this and it's like, is this a real thing? That's yeah. what Eric said when he yeah. was when yeah. he was
2: on the show with us and we spoke about you know his take on, you know, of course, I think we might have spoke about it off camera, but like all original is the way to go. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about arguably one of the greatest um gentlemen's to sell vintage watches
0: mm-hmm.
2: period yeah you know his eye and his level of knowledge how much he devotes to that is very different than someone that you know and even we we when we spoke to to Alex you know um you know when he speaks about vintage and where and where he's going he says you know if it isn't the space that I can you know feel confident about I stay a little bit away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it has it has its nuances to it. Yeah. You got to know what, you, what you're buying it for. Yeah, and that
1: term, like, all original, like, we could have a whole episode about this alone, so I'll keep it short, but, like, all original is also, like, such like a nuanced thing too, because what does that even mean? Yeah. Yes. If I have a Rolex from 1965, but the bezel got replaced in 1967 because it was the first one shit the bed, it's still an original bezel. Yes. So is that now a problem? Does this now devalue that mm-hmm. watch? Like should it? Like yeah. that's a whole different ball game and a whole different
0: conversation. No, it's 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 true. Um. You brought up Alex Todd. Yes. Uh, which is the perfect segue to this uh this next. Point yeah. uh for this evening. Uh Jay-Z's got a new watch. Very special to you. Eve's Klein AP. Yes. yes. You I'm did a it. First. <laughs> <laughs> first. Shout out to me. Yes. Hove, I got you. The Perry Special. Uh I don't own it though. Uh, so that's the difference. But um in his vintage bag lately. Yes. Kind of crazy. So there was a photograph that was released. We'll share it obviously. Um, it looked like Hove was in Miami a couple of weeks ago hanging out with DJ uh, Khaled, you know, because we the best. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, God did. Yeah. So maybe that's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Hove did. Hove did. Alex Todd did. Alex Todd's on a run right now with them. And they're literally just like, it's like banger, weak. The yeah. week, yeah, it's like now a thing. It's he like, got what's on, like, on, a, hold's he's on like, he's, the He's on like
1: the Alex Todd subscription service right now, it's yeah. crazy. Weak- he's weak- weak- buying, these. yeah, he's
0: buying watches like crazy. He's, he's getting watches like crazy, but also the pieces that he's getting, yes. And it's almost like now they're so dialed in, yes. into what should be in Jay Z's collection if Jay Z's watch collection is a thing and is going to be a thing. And it's like, bomb, 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 yeah. bomb, bomb. Yeah. Just like heat. Yeah. I mean, we saw a picture recently of him. Um, I think he was at his wife's concert. And he was rocking the Paul Newman Daytona. Yeah. With Tiffany stamp. Tiffany stamp. Yeah. Wild. Big and deal. it was a birth year, mm-hmm. apparently. Yes. It was his birth year, wasn't it, was, it? Yeah, 1969 yes. piece. Big deal. Crazy. So I just, I thought it was interesting. Because now it's like, when you think about a guy like Jay Z, and you know the conversation that we had with, with Alex, when you're um, at that level, right? And it's funny, as I was talking to someone about something similar the other day, like why I like vintage. Is because vintage, when you when you get into vintage at that point, it's now. It's about the conversation, right? It's it's a little less pedestrian. It's a little more interesting. And sure, we all love to wear watches because, you know, A, you enjoy them. B, it's a nice flex. Yeah. You you enjoy the flex a little bit. Agreed. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also that element of being able to find people who are like-minded in the room and have an interesting conversation. And when I think about like a Jay-Z at like a, a Michael Rubin white party, it's like, you know, Sure, I may be a billionaire, but all of these people have a lot of money. And me, in relation to them, a lot of these watches, they can all afford. You know what I'm saying? How do I distinguish myself as a collector? Yes. And and maybe I'm reading into it too much. I don't know. But it almost seems like with uh, a lot of the interest that's been taking place with his timepieces, it's piquing his interest into into vintage. And it's cool to see that it started with Paddock. And now there's like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good point. I also, also wonder how many fake watches were at that white party. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure it was quite there had to be plenty.
0: I'm yeah. Yeah, sure it was quite a few. But to see him like even come back to AP. And this is he wore another one, I thought, recently. There was a... a um, a Mother of Pearl dial, Royal Oak that he wore recently.
1: I think it was a Mother of Pearl Perpetual. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: photographed. Yeah. Um, We got to have Alex back on the show. We got to catch up with him because I want to know what's going on right now in, 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 in Hove's watch box. It's crazy like, how,
1: like, when we did this other episode, he's like, oh, I don't know about vintage. Yeah, ah. I know. <laughs> yeah, we had a yes.
0: conversation with him. Now, here we are. I want to take a my, little bit. We, we can take maybe, <laughs> I mean, Alex. We can take a little bit. You know, yes. spark some interest. Yeah. Yes, but I think it's great to see. You know, and um, it only it only continues to push the conversation, right? When you look at all the young guys who are now getting the watches, mm-hmm. you know what's what's next for them. Yes. You know, you had something you wanted to say. No, no, I was well still thinking
2: about it. It's you know to your point when you are thinking about educating because you know we know we look at jay as like you know the guy that just like he does everything right yeah you know he's very strategic very um meticulous and to kind of go that route because now we are in an era where you know modern is king Mm. because i know how we all got into watches it stemmed from vintage yeah and now as we've progressed through the show sixty three episodes later, now you see us now wearing modern watches mm-hmm. when we were all like vintage guys, yeah, so it's kind of funny to see how the scale tips yeah um, I think he's a great person to to look at as far as just collecting in general mm-hmm. because he can go both ways yeah. he can He can do vintage and then he can do the modern. but I think to your point where you go ahead and say, well, how do I distinctively separate myself? when you have you know, everyone in the room that virtually can't afford
0: these, these things. Yeah. So how do I say, ah, but you don't know about this? And I think that's a great point too, right? Because when I think about the space that, that Jay's in right now, um, I think about his cultural influence and his cultural impact. And it seems like him and, and the people that he surrounds himself with are very intentional about making sure that they add the right things onto his legacy, mm-hmm. right? And so when we talk about you know, that conversation and distinguishing yourself as a collector, it's because he, it looks like now he's entered a space where he's accepted the fact, or, or at least making publicly known, no, no I am a collector. Yeah. Yes, this has been a thing for him for I'm a, really a long time. I'm like, a collector. Really like, this long isn't time. just about flexing. Yes. I'm actually building a collection. You know, this is like art to me. Yes. And I'm, I'm after very specific things. But then there's also the value proposition. You know, obviously, many of these pieces are, are, are uh, very expensive, but we're also entering a period where a lot of these brands, you know, some of their, their, their stuff that's still around that's like you're touching more uh, centennial pieces now more than ever. Yeah. Right? There's still more stuff that's out there that is accessible. Yes. That's hitting like the hundred-year mark, where they brush up against still kind of like being modern-esque. Yes. Right? Not modern as in what we're wearing today, but in terms of the the, the culturally how they're used, how they're worn. Uh, modern is hitting a centennial period, and to reach back and to bring it forward, where he's at now. I think it's a really, really big statement. Here's a guy that collects cars. Here's a guy that collects art. Yeah. I'm curious. What else is there? What else you have to know about? You know what you we know have to. A mold full of Pokemon cards or But right? you know what, like we that? On,
2: what, what we shared on, what we talked about off camera, because I went to, I don't know if you guys have been to the Brooklyn Museum and seen. I haven't and seen it. Yet. I Went get to get the, the Booker Hove um, exhibition. But, you know, when we were talking about it before it was, like, open to the public. Um, you know, we, we had like a joke off camera like that Jay, coll- like he collects everything and he keeps everything. And there was so much memorabilia. You're talking about like there was backstage passes. There were like his first like tour jackets. There were all of the covers that he's been on. Yeah. And like you see the magazines and it's like you might actually believe that maybe some of these he actually owned. There were hard drives there's you know so much so much history there and the fact that part of it probably like came
0: from him it's almost like he knew how significant culturally he would be so he just saved everything and we did have that conversation that was with uh shout out to ronaldo because it was ronaldo i remember saying um who ronaldo whom we met alex todd through um he was like hope don't throw nothing away Mm. He was like the people that's closest to him told me he's like yo he keeps everything, wow, he doesn't throw anything away. They said matter of fact I asked Ronaldo I said Have you ever asked about the watches he said he said he was told Hove has all of his watches, mm. every watch he's purchased. Mm. It's a lot of watches. A lot of watches. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of watches. Um, moving along. Uh, speaking of watch collectors, uh, there was one who popped out recently. Um, whom we mentioned shout out to, mm-hmm. to, to John Mayer. Yes, uh, who's you know, probably a, a lot of credit is due to him and, 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 and the excitement uh, That the industry brings to people now But he got a new watch recently. Yes Looks like he might have got the first of this piece of uh, this one. Yeah, got the puzzle dial Day-Date. Yep. And white yes. gold and white gold you think he was on a waiting list
2: yeah, <laughs> that doesn't
0: exist if you're him. It can't, right? No. Crazy. No, not if you draw a Mayer. No. How did you feel about this when uh, when this, this photo dropped?
1: I mean, it was fine. I mean, it all just looked like a marketing ploy. A
0: little bit, like, right? Like
1: like the watch in puzzle pieces and yeah. like John Mayer, bro, just wear the watch. That's <laughs> all you have to do is wear the watch. Yeah. Like if you like, I know he was excited about it, obviously. Sure. But it looked like a paid promotion. A little bit. <laughs> and I was like, what is this?
0: But, like, it was not for Rolex.
1: No, but, like, I mean, obviously, who he got it from. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. I was like, oh, like, did they, get got him this watch? Yeah. And then we're like, yo, like, you got like, you got to do this Yeah. Coming over to this retailer. It's like, it's yeah. Like, yo, but you got to do this for us. Yeah. And that's what it seemed like.
0: Yeah. But, like, what message does that send, though? Like, I'm thinking if, if, um, if I happen to be after a puzzle doll, I'm, um, I think. Are you enticing me to, to, I know that when I walk through, you're not going to treat me like John May. <laughs> right. mm.
1: But I also think people who are legitimately going to have to puzzle out day, dates either know if they're going to get one or not.
0: You think so? Yeah.
1: When yeah. You get to, I mean, that's an off-catalog watch. Sure. Yeah. You know who you are if you're an off-catalog watch. And you know you can get one.
0: Yeah. So now, uh, and then he was joined recently by his counterpart, uh-huh. who has the other. That's, that's, <laughs> that, was, that was the way to do it. Yeah, you think so? Yes.
1: And I'm not just saying that because I love Tom Brady. This man showed up to a game.
0: Crossed his arms and what's on his
1: wrist. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rose gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rose that was gold good. puzzle piece,
0: Dadek. That's yes. how you do it. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, I also so, think the so, rose gold is nice and white. So right
2: now, hand. I was going to say, so who wore it best? Brady. Okay. Brady wore it best.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, you know what? i after seeing the photos, I like the red gold version more. Yeah. yeah. It gives it's it's cool. It gives it a lot of pop.
1: I'm not saying Brady got more style than John Mayer. Sure. But... In this situation, it was better. It was the, just because it, it was more the, natural. It
0: was the right reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, oh, John Mayer, oh, he has a white gold one. Okay, watch, <laughs> watch them all.
2: Yeah, that's what happened. Well, okay, so um, the funny, funny enough, because we talked about it off camera, um, where I think you know this John Mayer versus Tom Brady, um, you know, dispute can can come to an end is if he were to have a Le Mans. So, you know, Harry <laughs> <we, laughs> <laughs> seems to believe That John Mayer should,
1: ha- should be the first person To have a Lamont Which we know is not true Because they're already On the gray market Which it's makes crazy. no clue to me
0: I just think it's crazy He doesn't already have one
1: That we know of But I think if he, he had one He'd all. wear it Yeah you're right you're He yeah. would show it off.
0: I, I think it's crazy That he doesn't have one Like I think it's cool That you guys were able To get in like The Puzzle Doll day day Yeah But like You know Listen Say what you want about John Mayer. Um, literally has a Daytona named after him. Yes. Sir. He is sort of like this generation's Paul Newman.
1: I'm willing to bet Federer gets a Le Mans before. That'd be before crazy. John Mayer.
0: I think crazy. we see
1: Federer and a Le Mans before John Mayer.
0: How does John Mayer not have a Le Mans?
2: I, I have to agree with Perry.
1: Again. It's kind of wild. A, he doesn't have one that we know of. But yes. B, I think Federer is going to be seen wearing one before him. You think so? Yep.
2: But, but i mean well the difference is that he will be given one from the brand versus, which is why i think because he, yeah. he's gonna get one direct sure where it's like john may of course he although he is I john, john may can make that phone call though. but he but i mean but he still but he still has to to your point like what you is like he has to get the phone call and it's like okay you're gonna go here it's gonna be sold through this retailer i think there's too many moving parts for them to give it to john may first I think to your point, I think Federer would get it. Yeah, I think Federer is going to be seen with it first. I, I don't know, maybe. I rock with Federer too. I think
1: he should have it first. I hope his wife wears it before he does. <laughs> his wa- Have you seen the watches his wife wears?
0: She has. Yeah, Bangers, it. all yeah. of them. Yeah.
1: He, I hope she wears it.
0: She wears like a bracelet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mad loose, just flying around. That's what I want. Oh man. Um, all right, moving along. Shout out to those guys. They have enough watches. Yeah. Yes. Uh, But continuing on the theme, watch collecting. You brought up an interesting point, something you wanted to talk about.
2: Yeah. um, I kind of like, I kind of pose like a two part question. Um, You know, of course, we know the excitement of collecting timepieces, we know the hype behind collecting timepieces as well. You know, they kind of clash a bit. Um, we have some purists, you know, which we've spoken about, and we have some guys that just do it for the flex. Yeah. Um, and I posed the question, do we believe watch collecting is dead? Mm. Or at least, is watch collecting still respected as it once
0: was? What do you think? I
1: don't know, it's, uh, I don't think watch collecting is dead. I think it's it's changed because the people who are doing it are mm. v- very different now. Yes. You have people who are collecting for hype, right? And then like you said, you have purists who have maybe been doing this for as long as we've been alive, which we know as people exist too. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I think both people are collectors still. Sure, yes. And, like, you know, early on in in the show, I remember we were asked, like, what do we define as a collector? And I said, I think once you have one of more of the same type of thing, you're a collector. Sure, yes. So, like, having two or three pairs of sneakers, you're collecting sneakers. Having two or three watches, you're collecting watches, cards, hats, whatever. Mm. Mm. So I don't think it's dead. I just think it's changed because there's subcultures in it now almost.
0: I think that's a that's a great point the fact that there does exist subcultures now. Mm-hmm. Um I think you know the circles that we run in it's very easy for myself I'll, I'll say to run into people where we're noticing a lot of the same people have a lot of the same watches yes but we're also fortunate to have access to um, you know people spaces uh, companies et cetera, where we, we, we engage with others that are collecting something completely different, something else. You know, you talk about, again, to bring up, you know, not to you know, just keep repeating myself, but Ronaldo, whom we had on the show, you know what I'm saying? He someone who collects it, it, almost exclusively uh, yeah. quartz watches. He's a, he's a watch
1: collector, but then in his There's subcategory yeah. and his niche is, I only want quartz. And yes. then
0: like uh, Tristan, whom we know, shout out to Tristan. Yeah. Um, who's like, you know, almost exclusively only collects Cartier. Yeah, 99% and of his stuff Cartier is Cartier. Yeah. It's like yes. that's, that's what he's into. And, that's there's, his thing. and there's
1: even a niche in that because it's there not is. just vintage Cartier. It's like, I want stuff from like the 30s. Yeah. Like, I yeah. want tiny, like almost like, you know, quote unquote, not to put them in a the box, but mm-hmm. like women's or ladies' size Cartiers. Like, yeah. That's what he wears. Yes. That's what he likes and that's what he enjoys. Yes. So there's even a niche to the niche.
0: Yes there's there layers
1: and it's that's kind of crazy. Yes.
0: And then we know people who were like insane like Seiko collectors um, you know, there's also, like, there's, you know, guys like... Uh... Doxa Collectors. <laughs> yeah, we do <don't... laughs> Oh, my God. Ram. Shout-out out out to, to Ram.
2: We haven't shouted him out in a while, Yeah. So shout-out to Ram. How many did he have at he one had like point? Yeah, like, nine doxes. Nine Doxas. Well, he's that. added some more, so he's, no, probably, no, he's probably got, like, 13 doxas. No, I ain't doing <laughs> That's that. That's crazy. Shout-out to a Ram. Shout-out to Ram. I had a
1: friend, I mean, I had a friend, Ashwin. He had 14 Grand Seikos at one point. Yeah. And man. Danny was in the same
0: boat. Danny was. I remember Danny, Danny literally had, had of like Grand 15. Seikos. Yeah. All in
1: one shot. Mm. Just it's popping off ridiculous. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's what got him started in watches. Yeah, he, he bought two in a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He bought one, and then he bought one, another one, and then now uh, he started sending me stuff. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's okay. And then he was like, okay, I bought it.
2: <laughs> just more and more and more
1: And it's crazy And then like I mean we see it I mean I'm gonna give us Some credit too Cause the Shout out to the bungalow again But like you go in there And it's Diverse collectives. It who We just have everything Yeah it's And it's like stuff. And we've And I feel like we've Taken people out of their Comfort zone To people who have Never thought about vintage People who may have never looked at specific brands, sure. they're in the bungalow talking about it. Yes, yeah. Even talking about purchasing them. So now yeah, we, we've like created like a melting pot of collectors now too.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's it, no, it's interesting. I think watch collecting is alive. Um, but to your point, I think it's changed, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it evolves. Yeah. You know, um, I think this next phase that we're entering is going to be really, really special because regardless whether or not the demand is still you know absurd for like rolex and paddock and that's what the masses want you know because of that you have more people looking at watches just in general yeah and it's inevitable that there's going to be another brand that pops up that you know maybe they're not rolex and paddock but or ap but they're going to be up there yes they'll get close to it you know when they'll have something that everybody wants look at the Christopher Ward London Belcanto. You know, um, this is a watch that retails for, for thirty seven hundred bucks okay. on a strap, forty some forty two hundred maybe on a bracelet. You know, looks like a fifty thousand dollar watch. It's an hour striker. Um, I think Christopher Ward London's biggest hit that they've had, like oh, literally easily. it's like it's like, easily. it's like your favorite rapper that dropped an album and then like boom he went platinum. Like Get- this is the this is the platinum hit record you know yes yes and uh still backward yep you know they got waiting lists up the wazoo and there's so many different colors too so it's it's like it's not like
1: you're going after one watch there's like seven or eight different ones that you just can't get
0: absolutely crazy agree i mean i got one recently i had to buy a secondary
1: you know um shit i got one on order i gotta wait till (laughs) yeah i gotta
0: wait till december to get it so I think it's, I think it's interesting, you know, and it, it, it's going to, it's just going to get better. You know, once like brands have tapped into that, like, Oh, let's create something that's like inaccessible and make it accessible. Yes. And let's strip the brand off of it and just make it about experience. Imagine, you know, what happens with that when you actually do have like the funding to like produce something that's like kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, um, and, and your aesthetics are on top. You're on board with that. Right. Like, you can create something that's, like, beautiful, but it's also, like, rare, you know? Yeah. And the price doesn't matter. Maybe it's really expensive. Maybe it's not expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they opened up a whole new, like, gateway to watch collecting that, you know, could be really interesting to see how that evolves. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, talking about the bungalow, there was one thing I wanted to, 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 one last thing I wanted to bring up and talk about, because this came up in conversation. And uh, I'm not sure if we ever talked about it on the show, but insuring your watches. Oh my god! <laughs> this was this was a
1: fun conversation. You don't think insurance could be funny until you hear this conversation. I
0: was amazed. Shout out to the guys in the bungalow. I was amazed that I'm still amazed when I meet people who are wearing really expensive watches that they don't have insured,
1: or have insured for just like. Um, and we're talking about like the quote unquote hype pieces. Yes. yes, they have them insured for like retail value, and we were yeah. like, "Why would you ever Why do, would that? You do that?" <laughs>
0: No. Yeah, I was like, oh, there was a, there was one gentleman in there who was like, nah, I just insured. Yeah. Insure my Daytona. Schwartz, we calling you out, doggy. I don't care. I'm putting you on blast. It was I'm like, putting I just you on blast.
1: We had this conversation again at the like impromptu like classic car club meetup. Yes. He, he was there, and, we, and I just looked, and like I know him personally, so like I was sure. giving him so much shit. I like showed up, and he was wearing his Daytona, which yeah. is the watch that we were talking about in sure. question. And he was like, he's like, why? Like, I don't know. Like, I just think the AD should be able to get me another one if I, like, get robbed. And I was like, you're dumb. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, it doesn't don't work it. like it that. I was not. like, and the one that you have is discontinued. Facts. You can't yeah. get that same exact Facts. watch anymore. So if you want that same exact watch anymore, you're going to you're gonna have to go secondary. And yeah. guess what? Insurance is only cutting you a check for your retail value, yep. which is half of what you would have to pay for it.
2: Yes.
0: No watch
1: for you. Exactly. Yes. I was like, you might as well just buy two of them. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes. Yes.
2: Like, why would you do that? What was what were the responses? I'm sorry because I've, I've been out of the loop with the bungalow, but the responses. As everybody far as basically like. Or, or in, like what what suggestions I so, say?
1: So everybody basically like in a like not to shit on shorts, but like they, we all kind of got on him. But it was it was all jokes. We all got on him, and then when we were talking at Classic Car Club, he was like. Yeah, maybe I should. Uh, yeah. I should yeah. my <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Sound I was advice, like, dude. yeah,
1: because I think hearing it like in person sure. with like 29 other people telling you, yeah, you're bugging. Everybody. It'll it'll burn. <laughs> he was like, all right, all right, I'm, a, I'm he was like, I'm going I'm to look into it. And I was like, yeah, you need Let's to look to. into it right now, bro. So <laughs> there was, everyone was talking about like, oh, like we were, they were straight up sending him like insurance like companies because he has it through his homeowner's insurance, which oh, fine, sure. but. When you have something specified, like four watches, like the Houdinki Insurance, uh, Pure Insurance is also a good one. I know yeah. Eric Wynn recommends them a lot, especially if you have like a high-value collection. Sure. Um, they also have the best insurance. I'm, I don't even know what I'm saying. This ain't cutting us a check, but they have the best insurance rate. It's 1% of value. Yes. Everyone else is like...
0: For, you them on Pure.
1: Yes, Pure has 1%. So, Pure is like 1% yeah. of whatever your collection But are. your
0: value, I think the, the collection has to be over 100K. Yeah, or close it. to it. They'll yeah. cut you some slack. Okay,
1: But yeah, like Eric recommends for people who are insuring things at least for 100K, so like total collection. Um, but I know people who have close to that and it still works. Sure. Your premium is only 1%. Yeah. And that's, from what I've seen, the lowest out of like yeah. all the other companies so that's mm. a pretty good thing to look into the Hodenki insurance is great because the user interface is super it's easy yes. that's what yes. I, yeah yes. that's what i did for my daytona let literally just take a couple photos that's it. couple Upload photos it. the receipt yeah. and then you tell them how what you want for a value and then they'll let you know if they can do it right away it took five minutes total yeah yeah super quick so that was good um but yeah, I mean, people are just throwing suggestions out there. That I, I hope he did already. If not, I'm gonna get at him later. So I think <laughs> what's
0: important to note too is that yes, it's, it's important to ensure the high value pieces because that's where you get to uh, tap into the value of your watch. Mm-hmm. Should anything happen, it's not only you covered, but like even if you decide not to buy the watch, you literally made a profit. Yeah. Yes. By losing or having your watch stolen. Yes. Right? So you never find yourself in a compromising position where you're thinking about my life or my watch. Yeah, take yes. it. Take yes. A watch. Yes, yes. The other thing is that I think a lot of people haven't also thought about is, you know, the watches that don't really appreciate. Yes. You you know, some of them depreciate. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can insure them for retail value. Yeah, <laughs> that makes and save more your sense. your money. Yes. Facts. Right? Yes. So maybe you get, you know, uh, 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 I don't want to say, but let's just say maybe you get a Seiko. You pay $500 for me, you pay Yeah, you get one of
1: them crazy spring drive Seiko's for like five years.
0: Yeah. You know that's like, this is not a piece that's like crazy in demand. Mm -hmm. You you might lose 30, 40, 50% on it. Yeah. But you insure it for the listing price on the receipt. Yes. You got, you you still got your bread. Yeah. The money is still there. Yes. Should anything happen to it, you get your money back. Yes. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, gone. Yes. So there's a lot of benefits, I think, on both sides to insuring your timepieces, I try to preach to as many people as I can to ensure your watches uh, because you never know what yeah. could happen. Yes. And uh, you know, a lot of the insurance packages that exist now, are, they were from travel insurance, damage insurance, uh, theft, uh, et cetera. It's is the best time right now for watches yeah. in that realm. And the
1: good thing about having like specialized insurance for like, a Watch or like uh, just any sort of collectible is that like your homeowners insurance ain't covering you for theft outside of the home. Yep, yes, so sir. if you straight up catch a black guy and get your shit took, guess what? Insurance ain't paying you for that. Nope,
0: nope. So get that traveler's insurance. Facts. Um,
1: uh, another question came up in the bungalow, which I think is funny, and we could probably finish off on that. Sure. Is, someone posed a question like, what's a brand that you hate? Like a brand that you don't like. That's a good question, but mm. there's a watch that you want
0: brand that you hate but they make a watch that you want yes that you would buy and wear that i would buy and wear mm-hmm. that's a really good question Ooh, that's pretty tough a brand that i
1: hate yeah a brand that you dislike that you're like i would never buy one but then they have that one thing that you're like fuck, it's kind of good
0: i mean i'll be i'll be straight up for me is that hublot no i like a <laughs> couple of Hublots. i like hublot um I think for me it was Christopher Ward London. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff I used to see, and I was like, "I'm not wearing that." Yeah. And then that Belcanto came, and I was like, "Oh, that's hot! Oh, that's, oh, hot. that's fire!" Yeah. 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 It was Christopher Ward London for me. Mm. I would say that. Yeah, and it you bought, and you bought the watch. I bought the watch, and I paid over retail. Yes.
1: You put your money where your mouth is on I that one. I did.
0: Word. I wanted that watch. You know now the the uh, what's the other one that they released recently? The twelve. The oh, I 12 got that. Twelve is cool. The Vulcan 12? Yeah. I bought it. I'm not buying it.
1: I got the I got the bundle on the strap and bracelet for That's a good. rack. That's good. That's, That's good, good price. Thing. That okay. might that might be my travel whatever. Take it
2: uh, if I get robbed. Watch. Sure. Yeah. That might be a thing. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Oh boy, very hard to say. Um, I think. That's tough. I mean, because I own so many watches, <clears throat> humbly saying that, um, ah, that's hard. I would have to say, if I could say a brand I think that gets a lot of grief that I do own and enjoy, um, shout out to Ram, I would say Doxa. Sure. I think Doxa is <laughs> a brand that a lot of, um, a lot of collectors may or may not understand. Sure. I think for the ones that get it, they just are engulfed in it and they own yeah, thirteen no, Doxa's. No one,
1: no one really just has one doxa that we. Know it, of
2: it, it's never the case. But then for people that, you know, when you are introducing a new brand like Doxa, it's almost like you have to go into the spill of the history of sure. you know Jacques Cousteau and 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 the Aqualung and you know all of like the innovations with the ties to the Swiss mm-hmm. military and all those kind of things, and you're like, oh, that's cool, but. I still don't get it yeah I think if 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 I could say for a brand that I don't hate but I think that gets that doesn't get the respect that it deserves I would say Doxa. what about you what's your choice it's a tag sure <laughs> <laughs> so which I one? can see that tag. yes you you don't like tag yeah, y'all
0: tag. know I
1: hate like literally hate tag yeah. yes they remade uh the Oya Carrera it's a collaboration with Fragment Okay. And it's I've really good. Been obsessed with it.
2: It's really I sent good. it in the chat. I've seen it in person. It looks really good. Yeah, so
1: it's uh it's a standard Carrera, it's nothing super crazy about it, but it doesn't say tag on it. I was gonna say it's it doesn't part say of the tag reason why on why it. it. Yeah. also has Fragment's logo, which is those dual lightning bolts. Yes. And it bangs. Yes. It bangs. And it's just it's so nice. It comes and like Hiroshi Fujiwara, the founder of Fragment, he's like big time like Japanese collector of everything and also the brand itself is like Kind of crazy, like streetwear, rock and roll kind of thing. So the watch comes with a black leather racing strap. Okay. And it came if you got there was like a special set you could buy when it was first released, where it came with a crocodile leather bun strap. Hmm. And that slapped.
0: Yeah. People don't like bun straps. I'd rock that watch on the bun strap all day. So you got me thinking. Um, there's a watch that I came across. Recently, and I was actually shout out to Tyler because we ran into him today. Um, me and Tyler were talking about this in uh, on Instagram, and um, this watch—it's called. I'm trying to look for the name of it. It's a Louis Vuitton watch. Mm. Is the, it the OG the '80s with
1: the crown at 12 o'clock? It is. Yeah, I know. That's a nice watch. I like that That a lot. thing is awesome. Yeah, mm. it's what the ceramic it? case.
0: The ceramic case. But they did one, they did one, too. They remade it. They just there was one it. that they did in, in, in red gold. Mm. And um, we'll share pictures of it. It's a quartz watch. Um, and I actually found one one website that like had it for sale. But I didn't trust the website. How it, much was it? It was like mm. 600 bucks. Oh, uh, I yeah. didn't trust the website. Just buy, website. With you, buy
1: with your Amex, get your bread back. Website <laughs> looks shaky. <laughs> there's no there's no lock on the on the URL. Yeah, it was web crazy. Browser. Mm, um, you know, still your password
0: there's a specific name for this piece though I forget what it's called we'll share we'll share a photo of it and maybe put the the name across but um, it is that one that you were talking about at 12 yeah. o'clock when I saw this I was like man that thing is hot and it's like a world timer
1: yeah I've, that's been going to making the rounds on social media lately it has well, and uh, Alexander I uh, he wore one he, he wore the one. Pharrell fashion he wore the show. remake
0: oh so they're bringing Mm -hmm. this back
1: yeah they are they are remaking it and then i would buy that if i'm not mistaken somebody posted a TikTok video that i saw like all over instagram of like some dude in the street just like randomly wearing i think mike nouveau Mm. i think mike nouveau found the guy wearing it and then like other people like reposted it and like did a little take on it or whatever
0: it's a a tight piece and then i sent the picture to Ronaldo of it because it was quartz and he was like yo that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
1: I could picture his reaction to that. Um,
0: No, I thought thought that was right. That was a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, That about does it for this evening. Yes. Um, You all know where to find us. Um, Now, there's a new place to find us. Yes. Uh, You don't have to go to all of these different platforms to find us now. You can just go to wristcheckpod.com. Yes. Yes and uh, everything you need is right there. Uh, it lists all the platforms where you can stream us visually, visually and audibly. Uh, there's also a blog section that was recently launched. We'll call it a journal. Um, and so one of the things that I'll say uh, that we're looking for right now, we're looking for contributors. So if you're listening, if you're watching, um, you can write for risk Check Pod com, which I think is really cool. Um, occasionally, you will get stories and photo journals from us, but we wanted to do something a little different. I thought it would be really cool if, if we opened up the platform to our actual mm-hmm. audience. So if there's anything that you'd like to write about, anything you'd like to shoot, anything you'd like to share, reach out to one of the guys uh, on Instagram, reach out to the wrist check pod on Instagram, uh, or you can reach out to us through, through the website. Yeah. Um, Additionally, we have a surprise coming uh, next week. Um, Next week from when you're watching this. And uh, the release of our our watch roll. Yes. That we've done with Wolf. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that we work with Wolf1834 to to release uh, our first actual uh, product as wrist check pod. Yes. Uh, And so that's coming, and we're really excited about that. Uh, So tune in. You can go to the website now and actually sign up for early entry of uh, of the announcement when it goes live. I encourage you all to do that and uh, see you next week. Yeah. Deuces. Peace.